Hello, queen. You have a story to tell, and I want to help you tell it. Why? Because you matter. You are enough. You are loved, and you are worth it. I'm Tonya, best-selling author, coach, speaker, and realtor. We are all born, and ultimately, we will all eventually expire. And those are two dates that we have no control over. But that dash in the middle is ours to own. Up until a certain point in our lives, most of our story is written for us and colored by our experiences, the opinion of others, and our viewpoint of ourselves, or lack thereof. But when we get a glimpse of who God actually created us to be, we no longer settle for less than his best for us. We don't just go through the motions or casually spend our time. Life becomes more intentional, focused, and we show up fully present, unapologetically and authentically as ourselves. We start to write our own story from that point forward, positively impacting those around us and ensuring that we make our dash of life count. The journey of you is just that. It's your journey to purpose and how you are making your dash of life account. Being equipped to know who you are in Christ, empowered to embrace just being you, and encouraged to know that God's got you and you can walk in the plans he has for you. Here's your host, Tonya D. Bennis. Hello, Journey of You family. How are you doing today? Today, I want to talk a little bit about shame, guilt, and condemnation, because I know that that is something that a lot of people deal with on a regular basis that you may cover up and nobody else knows about or sees, but it's something that you deal with um, internally and perhaps even externally. Um, one reason that it came to mind is because today I sat um, in a Q&A um, expert webinar. And one of the things that the gentleman brought up was shame and guilt and how they're two distinct things. But a lot of times we often combine them together um, as one and the same. And so I want to teach you a little bit about both and then also tell you what scripture says in regards to it. Um, so in terms of shame, it says it's a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Um, that's the noun. As a verb, it's um, shame of a person, action, or situation making someone feel ashamed. Guilt, on the other hand, is the fact of having committed a specified or implied offense or crime, or to make someone feel guilty, especially in order to induce them to do something. And so when you think about those two things, um, shame is more where it's like how you feel as a person, and it's more of like that you're ashamed, like you're not enough or your value or worth has been tainted, which is exactly what the enemy uses it for. It's a tactic of the enemy. Um, and that's exactly what um, the gentleman today brought out. And so one of the things that I want to kind of highlight in that, um, Travis and Adele Graham, I wanted to make sure I have their names right, of the noble marriage. They were guests. Um, in the journey um, beyond betrayal community today. And Travis talked about that, how for a long time, shame is what he wore. And it's oftentimes something that we all wear. Um, and that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to focus on that shame because then it causes us to skew how we see ourselves as a person um, in relation to how God sees us. Like we feel unworthy. We feel that as a person, we're not enough. But guilt is like where you're upset about something you did wrong. It's more about 
the mistake that you made and like, okay, now I can overcome that. I can do better. I can move forward. Where shame is kind of that cloak. And so differentiating between the two and you can let go of that shame and focus on the guilt, then that's something that you can overcome and work beyond. And so I want to talk to you about that today because scripture in Romans 8 and 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What that means is Jesus died on the cross for each and every one of us. And he won. He fought death, hell, and the grave, and he rose again victorious. That means if we have him in our heart and we believe that he died on the cross and rose again from the dead, that we have that same victory in us because he lives in us. He sent the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and to pray and have intercession for us on our behalf. And so we don't have to walk around in shame, which is the same thing as condemnation. Like we're no longer condemned because Jesus died on the cross for us so that we wouldn't have to be. So when God looks at us, he sees us covered by the blood. He sees us through Jesus. And so he's not standing around judging us or holding things over our head that we've done wrong. So why do we do that to ourselves or allow other people to do that? We don't have to walk around in shame because Jesus set us free already. And so if you find yourself in that season where you do feel shame or you're carrying that burden, I'm here today to remind you that you can let that go. You can literally lay it at the feet of Jesus and he's going to keep you moving forward. You're already covered. And the funny thing about that is that if anybody could judge you, it would be Jesus or God because they absolutely have the power to do so. But even they aren't going to. And nobody is greater than God. So if he's not going to judge or condemn you, stop letting the enemy judge and condemn you. Stop letting him make you feel that you're less than or that you're not enough. You are still the righteousness of God. All have sinned and fallen short. The key is that you get back up. Jesus said, a just man falls seven times, but rises again. And if he does something wrong, you're supposed to forgive him 70 times seven. That means you shouldn't have to keep walking around in chain. So today, that's what I want you to focus on. Who you are in Christ, because that is ultimately where our identity lies. And we have to know who we are in Christ. So that every time the enemy does try to throw something at us, we aren't stuck or believing his lies as truth. And that's what the enemy wants. So you've got to make sure that you know the word of God for yourself and that you have a relationship with Christ so that you are able to fight against those fiery darts of the enemy. So let me pull up another scripture for you about putting on the armor of God. And I want to make sure I read it exactly the way it's supposed to go. So Ephesians 6 and 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against, excuse me, the tricks of the enemy. That's where I want you to be. Matter of fact, let me pull it up on my Bible app because I want to read it to you a little bit further because I think it's a couple more verses that go along with it that I think will really help you um, each time the enemy's coming. Because another one I want to remind you of is that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So let's start at Ephesians 6, um, chapter 6, verse 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, 
Take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having belted your waist with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having strapped on your feet the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. With every prayer and request, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be alert with all perseverance and every request for all the saints. Okay. So when the Bible talks about the whole armor of God, you just heard me read it to you. You're covering your breastplate, meaning, you know, your heart, you're guarding your heart. You've got your feet are covered because everywhere your feet shall tread shall be yours. You can tread on serpents and scorpions. That means the enemy as well. You have more power than him. You've got the helmet of salvation. You are protected literally from the top of your head to the soles of your feet when you have on the armor of God. And so you want to make sure that every day you are putting on that armor, arming yourself with the word of God. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It is a living, breathing document. It's God's love letter to us. And it teaches us exactly how we're supposed to walk through life and how we're supposed to attack the enemy and overcome the different things that come across our life with God. We need his help because some things are too much for us to bear. So we need God's help to be able to overcome it and to get through it. And so staying attached to him is important. Then also remembering they are not fighting against the physical person. That is a spiritual battle for your mind, for your focus, for your very life. It's that important. Every day that you wake up and you put on your whole armor, you have to. Because every day when you wake up, the enemy is right there ready to take you out. He wants to take your thoughts as soon as you wake up. So instead of you saying, good morning, Lord, thank you for another day, you're like, another day. What do I got to deal with today? Same old, same old. He immediately, as soon as you open your eyes, tries to take your focus off of God and away from being grateful so that you can be negative. And as long as you're negative and you're woe is me and, you know, going about doing everything the enemy wants you to do, no worries. He'll back off because he doesn't have to worry about you. You're not a threat. Woe be unto the enemy. If you are the type that wakes up and you're like, thank you, Lord, for another day. I pray that you watch over my every step today. Hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. He's running scared because he knows that you know who you are in Christ and you know what power that you have. He doesn't want you to know that because he knows you could take him out with that power. And so that's why you want to make sure that you know your word and that you're studying it. Second Timothy 2.15 to show yourself approved. A worker need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the work of truth. We just talked about shame. Tells you there right there in Second Timothy 2.15. When you know the word of God, you don't have to be ashamed. Because you making a mistake is inevitable because you're human. Ever since the world began and Adam and Eve sinned, every single one of us were born into that exact same thing. God already knows that. That's why he sent Jesus to die on the cross. So you don't have to walk in that chain. And 2 Timothy 2.15 just reiterates that point. The more that you know God's word and you're able to speak that out, even if you just read it, I'm not even telling you to memorize it. If you just open it up and read it. On your Bible app, in your physical Bible, whatever works best for you and whichever translation works best for you. But you just got to make sure you're speaking that out so that you can build your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more that you hear it, 
the stronger your faith becomes. And then you can overcome in those tough times where you're feeling defeated or you're feeling shame. You can switch that thought around and shift your mindset and perspective. That is what it's all about. The battle is truly in your mind. Joyce Meyer told us that years ago. And it's all about keeping the word of God first and being able to stay focused on that no matter what, because God's word doesn't change. It is He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And as long as you can stay focused on that, even when life happens, you can still have joy. You can still have peace. You can still trust God because you know he's not going to leave you or forsake you. He hasn't failed you yet. And he's not going to. So you don't have to walk around in those lies of the enemy. You don't have to wear those clothes. You can put on God's love, peace, joy, and all the fruits of the Spirit and walk in those because you're in constant communication with God. So remember Romans 8 and 1, that there's no condemnation. You don't have to be condemned. Remember 2 Timothy 2.15, you don't have to be ashamed. Guilt is going to help you not make those mistakes again. You still lay it at God's feet. Repent and turn. That's what's most important. That's what repenting is. Not only have you apologized for the behavior, but you're shifting your actions so that you don't keep doing the same thing. Make sense? So that, that's what I'm here to do, is really just help you shift your perspective and learn how to think with purpose. And if you're like, I have no idea what my purpose is, there's one we all have in common, and that's to spread the gospel of Christ, to bring God glory and grow the kingdom. We all have that one in common. Outside of that, God has given each and every one of us a unique gift and purpose. And there's a certain way that you're able to relate to other people that maybe I can't. Or maybe there's a certain way that you deliver something that's different than I delivered. And that's okay. God made us different for a reason. There's people he called you to reach, just like there's people he called me to reach. And each of us, when we're staying in our own lane and operating in our authentic selves, we really truly can fulfill purpose. And that all starts with our mindset. That's why I drive it home so much, <laughs> um, because how you think really, truly does matter. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Everything that's in your heart, it matters. That's why God tells us to guard it, because from it flows the wellsprings of life. Each and everything that happens in our life stems from what's in our heart, good or bad. That's why the words that you say are a reflection of that. The power of life and death is in the tongue. It matters, each and everything that you say. So every time you open your mouth to speak, you are planting a seed. Whether it is a seed of destruction or a seed of life, you are planting a seed. And the laws of sowing and reaping are inevitable. So whatever things you're speaking out, ultimately a harvest is going to come from that. So if you're looking around at your life right now and you're like, oh, this isn't what I imagined. This wasn't what I wanted. Sometimes it comes back to things that you have said. Even if you said it carelessly in the middle of an argument or you were talking to a friend and just venting about how you feel, that's okay. There's a place for that. You need to be able to acknowledge your feelings and be able to freely express. But also keep in mind the power that you have. And so that when you are in the right frame of mind and you're focused, that you're speaking life into the dead situations in your life and that you're speaking life into yourself because you are beautifully and wonderfully made. You are God's masterpiece. For you to think anything less of yourself or anything different, the slap in God's face because he created you in his own image. You've got to know that. So you don't have to walk in shame or condemnation or fear. You've just got to trust God and trust who he says that he is and know who you are in him. And the more and more that you do that, the easier and easier it becomes to figure out what your purpose is 
because he already gave it to you when he formed you in your mother's womb. Now you just got to discover it. Most of the time, you probably already know. It's just not the norm or makes you stand out. But that is what makes it so special and really solidifies even more that that's exactly what it is that you're supposed to be doing, even if it's scary, even if it's abnormal or not like everybody else, because you're not supposed to be like everybody else. You're a masterpiece. It's time to start acting like it. So if you want to know the five truths to shifting your perspective to start thinking with purpose, head over to www.thejourneyofyou.net forward slash equipped. Again, it's www.thejourneyofyou.net forward slash equipped. Go ahead and get your five truths of shifting your perspective right now. And let's start you on your journey. Remember, this is your life. It's your journey where your life begins. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope that you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to just be you authentically and unapologetically. No more merely just existing from day to day. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to remove the mask and uncover the real you. It's time to become who God created you to be and make your dash count. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward in your God-given purpose, you can start right now. Today is the day. Head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get G-E-T unstuck U-N-S-T-U-C-K and begin your journey to just be you, be whole, and be free. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.